You're listening to Process with Broads and D-Ray. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Process, and we are so close, I can literally smell it. Sixers basketball Saturday, Indiana Pacers. It's actually going to mean something. The question is, though, is Joel Embiid even going to play? I have another question for you, D-Ray. Is Ben Simmons going to take another three-point shot, or are we going to go quiet for another two months? As you can see, those two things piss me off, but I digress. Let's ease into this. Let's ease into this. How's your morning, D-Ray? It's great, man. It's great. It's great. How you feeling? Oh, I'm ready to have my coffee. I had a couple sips already, so if you couldn't tell, I think the caffeine is ready yeah. to kick in just a bit. But, uh, yeah, look, I'm having my coffee. We're talking Sixers basketball. Could it be a better morning than this? I can think of a few things, but this water and coffee is great. <laughs> yeah, I, I can think of something that would be nice to wake up to. I was about to say. I was about to say. <laughs> Stay tuned with that. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I'm feeling great, man. I'm feeling great. We right there. We right there. Like I know. You Isn't said. that crazy, dude? We are talking about Sixers basketball on Saturday, and I think we should tip our caps here. To a little tip of the cap to the mm-hmm. NBA. Another zero positive testing week. Yes. I, I don't know. Actually, I don't know how they, they. I don't know if they tell us the information every week, but another <laughs> set of tests in general that came up. With zero positive. So it seems like the bubble atmosphere is the way to rock and roll. The NBA is doing well. The NHL is doing well. While you have the Miami Marlins screwing up my Philly season. I was about to say, man, I, I, I know that hurt. I know that hurt for y'all avid baseball watchers, but the NBA is definitely doing anything. Everybody in the bubble, you saw a couple weeks ago when the TBT did it, they did it. They only had like three cases the entire time. They were there for like a month and they said, listen, it works. It works. So for the NBA to have zero, it's, it's great. They've already been down there for a while, but we right there, man. We right there. These no, games. I, I, need to, I need to transform you into that baseball watcher. I want it to be to the point where you're saying, bros, I'm coming over, and it's the sixth inning. You're like, how's he throwing a 3-1 meatball down the pipe? <laughs> you know, I want you to start screaming about Philly's baseball seventh inning pitchers and some bad at-bats. That's what I need to get out of you. I just I listen, I'm gonna be honest with you. I love it in person. I love it in person. I've went to a Nationals game in person. I've been to Fenway Park when I was up there. I've been to several Phillies games. I love it in person. But something about that shit on TV does not sit well with me. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the angles they use, bro, but something about watching baseball on TV, I just Ah, what do you mean? You know. just ah, it's beautiful. You put your feet up. Ah. You just relax. You have a cup of coffee late at night. Maybe a no. bowl of ice cream. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just spitballing. It's a two-two count in the fourth. You're looking for the changeup. Oh, come on! <laughs> I get it, man. I get it. But I, I get to that third ending, and it's all right, man. This is, <laughs> is this thing I'm about to say, I say, yeah. Like, I'm about to say, man. We at the bottom of the third, and they ain't nothing happened. Ain't nothing. Ha- it all. It's always halfway through. It's always halfway through when shit heats up. I don't know why, unless uh, it's a great. Every game I've been to around that fifth or sixth inning, all right. I'm starting to see something. I'm starting to see everybody getting louder. But like I said, when you're there, it's just a different type of energy. But. TV does not. TV doesn't do it justice. I t- I'll say that. Well, I'll guess that. what? Well, that's fair. I can agree with that. 
But in the basement right now, we got the 75-inch. We got the uh, TV next to it. We're going to put a TV underneath. I'm thinking 75-inch on the wall, and then the two TVs next yeah. to them, next to that one, but on the wall as well. So when you come over to watch Sixers, and we, we're talking deep playoff runs, off to the side, we'll have Aaron Nola, and we'll be watching the Phillies too. So I'm going to make sure I shove it in your face to the point okay. where you have to watch it. <laughs> I'm good with that. I'm good with that. You, okay. you know, your, your house, your rules. Okay. I, I'll watch it You're like that. Right. But <laughs> You're damn right, my rules. All right, let's get <laughs> into what matters. not catch me watching that shit on my own. Yeah. Right, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll be hitting you up. Yo, D-Ray, what are you doing? Ah, nothing. It's Not the game. Yeah, you're secretly in the fifth. <laughs> or I call you and I can hear like Tom McCarthy in the background. What are you doing over there, D-Ray? Nothing. All right, Sixers. We, Sixers. Sixers. We're here we for do, Sixers. We do we this shit about basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not baseball. Anyway, I'm a little bothered, D-Ray. I'm not going to lie to you. Mm. I am actually upset that Joel Embiid is not playing in these exhibition games, and mm -hmm. here's why. We've been down this road. You got to value health and mm -hmm. conditioning at the same time. We are entering this bubble with the starting five that has never played together. Yeah. In these three games, even though they're exhibition games, in reality, look, you have the eight regular season games plus the three exhibition. You have 11 games total, which is not a long time to gel. So you're telling me in the first three of these 11 games, you have Joel Embiid play 12 to 15 minutes, and that is it. I mean, that gets me a little bit upset. I love that you started off with that. You got to acknowledge the health aspect of things, but it's, it's getting to a point where there's nothing worse than feeling like it's always something. We understand he's 7'2". You know what I mean? You can't control being 7'2". That's a lot of person. At the end of the day, I just don't think the world is made that big. But, like, come the fuck on. You know what I mean? Come on. We we need it. But if this is for the sake of things being better later down the line and him being completely healthy and them going with that line that they practice with, I can kind of see it. But I, I, I still want to see him out there, bro. I'm with you 100%. So in this third game, you had Luka Doncic have some sort of, not insane groin injury, but you saw him grimace a couple yeah. times. But he just goes out there and plays. If yeah. this is the Sixers and Joel Embiid does that in the first quarter, you won't see him again. And that's the difference. It's the guy has to play. So I understand that, hey, down the road, this might be better for him, might be better for the team. And that's what they sell us. And I understand where they're coming from, but at some point, the guy just has to play. We were told that he was in the best shape of his life. Well, how is he supposed to continue to be in the best shape of his life if he's sitting on the bench watching these guys play? Exactly, exactly. And, bro, you said the way you said it kind of tipped me off to it. You said down the road, down the road. The issue with down the road is it turns into, oh, when is it going to happen? It's like the person always says, I'm going to do something tomorrow. Tomorrow is always going to come and go because you're going to keep saying tomorrow. Joel and B will be good down the road, and down the road will never come because we'll keep getting there. And it's like, oh, that's, I, I get, it's kind of a, it's almost maddening. You're stringing me on. Just go out there, just do it, just suck it up. Maybe you got to, you know, wrap them up a little bit more. Maybe you got to give them some icy hot. I don't fucking know. You got, you got to fight through something. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It just seems like we're going down the same path. Here's yeah. Joel Embiid. Here's the calf injury. Calf injury is holding him out. Game time decision. I don't know if he's ready to play this game or not. And let's be real. In these eight games, he's not playing eight games. So if he plays five, are you telling me five of 11 total games gets you juiced up enough to say, oh, they had perfect amount of time to get this starting five rolling? 
Hell no. Hell no. They, everything's been expedited. I feel like that process of him getting out there has to be too, bro. Listen, man, you know what I mean? We need you and you can't expect him to. I mean, obviously, yeah, he's a pro. He's Joel B. Let's be honest. He's a future Hall of Famer. Let's call it what it is. But I don't think he's at the point in his career where you just know for sure. Listen, you sit out now. It's like like Hawaii. You sit out now. You know what I mean? Take your time now. But we know later down the line you're going to be good. I can't defend. I can't honestly say that about Joel B. I'd like to, but I can't say straight out oh, he's going to be fine for the playoffs. Yeah, that's a great point you made. With Kawhi, when he's sitting on the bench, you understand when it's yeah. time he's going to be ready. With Joel, yeah. is he going to be in shape? Is his calf going to be okay? Is he going to give you one of those games where he's not really engaged and he's just shooting mid-range jumpers? I mean, there's a lot involved when it comes to Embiid, and we're only basing this off of what we have seen. Now, look, today, this day that we are recording, I don't feel very confident in the 76ers because, you know, I saw what they did in the first exhibition game and I was excited and I felt intrigued. Oh, look at Ben Simmons. Haven't seen him shoot since. People keep literally yelling at me because I say he has not shot a three since he made the three. And they claim, watch him. He's hanging up by the perimeter. He has his hands up by his chest. If he doesn't get the ball, it's not his fault. And my counter argument is, did he shoot the ball? I haven't, I haven't seen another three-pointer yet. I don't care where his damn hands are. He hasn't shot the ball yet. So uh, here we go. The same road that we've been down before. Uh, I, I just don't feel very confident in the Sixers right now because I am seeing the same thing. I'm, I'm seeing yeah. the same thing with the two players that we need to actually win. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of disheartening. I'm not going to lie. And that last one, he didn't shoot again. I was like, I'm, I'm kind of getting nervous. I'm really getting to a point where it's just, what's going on here? And Ben Simmons' defense, he has a couple more games to do it. He's eight more games coming up. I can't see him not doing it. And obviously, like I said, I'm on the side of that bet with you and Gil saying he's going to take plus five. So I, I'm kind of pulling for him to take a couple more. But with Joel and B, with both of them, I guess as a tandem, I guess the best way to say it, you're right. We can't keep expecting the same shit to, to happen the same way and work differently. That is literally the definition of insanity. And that's why us as fans are getting so crazy about it because it's like, listen, we've seen this. We've seen him injured. We've seen him not shoot. And we've seen it when it's not the case. We've seen him shoot and make it and how it changes the game. We've seen him out on the floor and what he can do. We need both. You know what I mean? So I, I'm not even – I can't say you're crazy for that. I can't say that I don't get where you're coming from. I feel you 110%, bro. What the actual fuck? Right. What's more insane, thinking this is going to work as we're going down the same path or Kanye West? Oh, man. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. You, you, were got listening, you, were listening <laughs> you got a coin? You got a coin. Yeah, you were listening to a good album before we started the show. We hopped on the Zoom call, yeah. you know? And I'm yeah. like, damn, I, li- I used to listen to that album – before every single time. If it was game day, we played at 7 o'clock at night. I woke up in the morning. I had my eggs. And I'm like, listening to good morning. You know? Yeah. Good morning. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm like, yeah, all right. Flipping the eggs, you know? Flipping the eggs, making the coffee. Yeah, I'll never forget one day when that album first came out. I, I wasn't doing too good in school. And my dad talked, speaking of, 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 you know, waking up in the morning and listening to it. He would be cooking. And he came in my room with his robe on. He was cooking. I could smell breakfast cooking. And I had bad grades. I was on punishment. He goes, you got these, motherfucker, these. Rosie Perez. Yeah, he hit you with that. He hit you with that. 
unbelievable. <laughs> that shit hurt, but it was so cool at the oh. same time. <laughs> like, like he literally bust in my room right as that part came over. He would just turn music on, and the entire house you would hear the album. He just busted to my. You got these motherfucker, these Rosie Perez. And I'm yes, writing that Chevy down. I'm gonna, when child is six with bad grades, do that. <laughs> yeah, I'll write it down. Write my notes. That's hilarious. But yeah, dude, oh my, let's get back to basketball here and tie it back together. Yes, it's insane. It's insane. And I don't know how most people feel right now. I don't know if how I feel is the outlier or if this is how people are feeling now. Because if you remember, after game one, oh, Ben at the four looked so great. And oh, look at this. And then as you see game three, Ben Simmons was, I believe, two for ten from the field. And he looked abysmal in the paint he couldn't even finish layups and Ben goes through those phases look nobody's perfect I'm a huge Ben supporter I'm allowed to be frustrated with Ben and still be a Ben guy Uh, you just see a big difference from game one and game three in these exhibitions and game three reminded you of what this team could be which is you know at times not great although here's the argument though they shot 26 percent from the field in the first half 15 for 57, and they were only down nine. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, so hold up. First of all, I'm going to call it what it is. You you, you calling it how it is, bro. You're not even, you know what I mean? You're not BS, and I love that you said that. You can disagree or feel that you can criticize Ben Simmons without it being just hate, hate, hate. You know what I mean? I hate that shit. Oh, my God, you're not giving him a chance. Listen, no, man. If we if I was on the floor with him, I would criticize him for the same shit. You know what I mean? Like his teammates do. So let's not, you know what I mean? Let's just say, hate. I, I completely agree with you, but I definitely feel you that it's crazy that they were that bad, and it's, damn, y'all really not out of the game. And like I've told you before, Four on this show is how I felt. We lost to Seton Hall, uh, Big East tournament the same year we won the championship. Three weeks before we won the championship. When you go back and watch film, it's damn, bro. We we did all that. We messed up that bad. We shot that bad from the field, and we were only down X amount of points. Imagine if we locked in a little bit. And I think that's where the Sixers are. The talent's there. I, unfortunately, I feel like a coach in this sense is how I tell my kids when I'm coaching them. You've already shown me that you can perform at a certain level. So if Ooh. I don't see it, it's a problem. Ooh. And that's where we're at with the Sixers. We've seen y'all can do it. Ben, you can shoot. Joel can dominate. This team can look amazing. I got to see it. You know what I mean? Coach D-Ray, I'm afraid. <laughs> are you mean? Are you players, no. coach? You're, you're oh, Brett no, Brown? No. Yeah, I'm a play. I'm a play. I ain't Brett Brown, but I'm a play as coach. Say so a little I'm bit a harder than Brett Brown. Shout out, shout out, Sam. But no, no, no. I just <laughs> I ain't a play as coach. I'm just I'm a I'm a I'm a, a hybrid. I'm a hybrid. Well, oh, what what's your NBA comparison? An Eric Spolstra? Yes, I like that. Okay, I like that. I like that. I'm not afraid to go there, but for the most part, I'm a chill. I'm a, I'm gonna trust y'all with it. I'm gonna trust y'all with it. I ain't scared to put foot the ass when it's when we know when need. Have you blown the way? Hey. Hey, get on the line. <laughs> Have you done that yet? I ain't never put nobody on the line. I ain't put nobody on the line yet, but You're I had soft. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I got my other methods. I got my other methods. I, I ain't with the running just for running. You know what I mean? I'm a, I had you do Mikeins with a medicine ball or some shit like that or, or a bunch of backboard taps and dunks or, you know what I mean? I ain't for the run. I work on your left hand. I ain't for the running just for running sake. I think how we get down. I want, I want you to run me through a practice. <laughs> Really, I want you to set up codes, dribbling two balls. Yo, you know what uh, I mean? Pass you the ball, get the next one. All jokes aside, we should do this. We should do this. I didn't just say it to say it. 
Rocky, Rocky montage music and all. I'm getting you in shape. I'm so serious. Yeah, gray, gray sweatsuit. Running out. Hold on, we got to do this. Slow motions. I'm like, I'm like clanking it off the, off the step backs. No one's even defending me. Rain dance. This is incredible. The ideas that come into our brain is just something special. By the way, I think right now we should pause for a word. From our great sponsors. Yes, sir. Got to talk about Manscaped, man. Support for Process is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in below the man's belt grooming. They offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. I love how it rhymes. It's just everything is just like, uh, uh, uh. They have over the technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. If y'all don't understand what I'm saying by grooming experience, it's for your balls. These are for your balls. I'm not saying you can't use it elsewhere. Me and bros got a bet. I, I got to shave this off. You know what I mean? If I lose this bet, I'll tell you about the bet later. But it's for your balls. Lamar 3.0 right here, man. I I don't know about y'all, but it's not the most comfortable thing. And that's why, man, Skate redesigned the electric trimmer. So you ain't in there just, you know, catching yourself time after time. After time. <laughs> it's been about 18 months. You know, a year and a half perfecting the greatest ball <laughs> ever created. I love this. I'm sorry. Ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Oh, man. Bros, you got anything on this, man? Absol- I guess the third generation Absolutely. one. I can't say more. Absolutely. The water-resistant technology allows for you to groom in the shower. That is a beautiful thing to do. One of the coolest features is the LED lights. So you make sure you're getting the proper spots in the grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. This (laughs) is just straight up genius. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud. Because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you are listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience this firsthand. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PROC at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PROC at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code P-R-O-C. All right, so Manscaped, a lovely, lovely thing to utilize, and you should all use it as well. So let's get back to that game where they were down nine after shooting 26%. Now, uh, real quick, this 26% from the field, that's almost impossible. 15 for 57 in the first half. That is yeah. disgusting. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's bad. so bad. That's bad. And I just, it's, it's an exhibition game, so I don't want to take it with a complete grain of salt, but I also have to acknowledge this isn't a playoff game. This isn't a series. You know what I mean? It's not like that, but that that was rough to watch. So hopefully that's them just kind of, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm giving everybody some time to kind of just, I'm trying to be patient as a fan, shake off the cobwebs, you know what I mean? Get back in the groove, get the jitters out. But that was that was hard to watch, bro. Yeah, and, and there's a couple takeaways from that game, I think. Tobias Harris was phenomenal in that second and third quarter. He finished with 28 points, 11 rebounds. And 
what I hope this is for Tobias is, look, the team, first off, Ben Simmons did not play in that second half. Matisse Thibel started over him. So Ben Simmons mm-hmm. was out of the game. No Joel Embiid. And Tobias Harris was like, hey, uh, let's go here. Let's go. And he started making his shots. And he started to kind of put the team on the back when a situation wasn't good. Hopefully, that shows some transition in his game where it's, hey, look, I got to do this. Because there were times throughout the regular season where we wanted Tobias Harris to be that guy without Joel or without Ben Sim. Like, hey, Tobias, let's go. Let's step up a little bit. And we always talk about him not being that dog, not having that mentality. And that's fine. Not every player needs that or has that. But, you know, hopefully that's Tobias saying, look, that was a shit first half. Second half starts and he was hot. I mean, he started going out there and he was making his shots. Yeah, I, I think it's more so he has he does have that. It's just he's not the quickest to use it. And I think that's what yesterday kind of showed us. He has it in us. If the chips are down, then he's going to make sure that he kind of pulls through. What everybody wants is for him to do that with the Ben Simmons and the Joel Embiid out there. Unfortunately, I don't think that's possible. It's one ball. And it's, it's just one ball, and they can only shoot on one rim. I really feel like he takes the back seat because it's like he has to. But for me, I'm looking at it as a positive. All right, if he can do that, and they don't show up like they have before in the past. We have a guy that we know can go out there and get a bucket, in my opinion, from anywhere on the floor. I don't think his offensive game – I think because the pace he plays at is not the fastest, it's not the flashiest, he's not going to come down the lane and dunk every time or anything like that. His one dribble pull-up might look like he's doing cone drills. He plays at such a just relaxed, second-gear kind of pace that it throws people off. But that motherfucker got game. He has he can get a bucket from anywhere on the floor. Call it what it is. I'm with you. I agree. I I love that he can shoot off the dribble. That mid range game. Sometimes yeah. it's like ten feet from the basket, and you know it's going in. I mean that mid range game is very good for Tobias Harris. And and I I'm a fan of Toby. I think he gets too much hate in this city. But Al Horford, speaking of hate in this city, he was also great in that third quarter as well. I just don't know how much time he is going to get when it comes to Joel Embiid. He is the biggest mystery in terms of minutes and and where he's going to play. I think it's clear that he does not work at the four. The only spot for him is the five. So I just wonder how much time. I can't be satisfied with 12 minutes of Al Horford. I know we've been over this before, yeah. but, you know, it's a big mystery. You have no idea. And with this calf injury, maybe it's more, you know? Like, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know. It is so up in the air with this guy. That's what I was thinking. I said, I might eat my words on the, all the shit I was talking about him not playing a whole lot, only getting, you know, 10 to 15 minutes. If Joe and B's out and he has to play that five, it might be the thing that saved him. Like I said, I don't, I'm not going to completely mail it on Al Horford. I never have. He should have been playing less for the sake of Joe and B actually playing and getting out there and getting experience. But if he's not on the floor, I, I'm not scared of the idea that our backup is Al Horford because listen, man, it's grown man business. And I, I on this team, apart from shit, really apart from Tobias Harris, as far as the guys who I know when I'm going to get out of them, Al Horford might be next up. I'm not anti-Al Horford. I'm not one of those people who despise Al Horford. I I think that there's still something in there. It's just been a really bad year. Like, everyone has those bad seasons, these teams that have great stars. It doesn't work as much as you thought it would, and the expectations were so high. We saw it with Boston when they had Kyrie. It was a failure for them. This kind of stuff happens all the time. We're just experiencing it with the team that we enjoy watching, so it feels different. But, you know, I'm, I'm just... I, I need I want to see 20 minutes of Al just because of how much he's getting paid. If he wasn't getting paid this much money, 
being satisfied with 10 to 12 minutes is a different story. But with that contract, I think I need to see around 20. But that mat- that factors into Joel Embiid and all that. Here- here's one thing, though, that does bother me about Al Horford, and I think a lot of people get frustrated with it. When he misses that shot, he goes for the smack of the hands. Like, ah, damn it. Yeah. And then he goes back and starts jogging. Yo, yeah, I, I don't want to see that. Get your ass back. Hey, ah, damn. What do you mean, ah, damn? Get your This is when, if I'm Coach D-Ray, and I see that in practice, hey, get a line, Al. Say that to a 35-year-old vet. He, like, spits in my face. Yeah, I'm this. I said, we're fired. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Bro, come into my office. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, I caught the moment. Yeah. I caught the moment. All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, I just got carried away. No, what kills me is like his shot is so ugly when he misses. You motherfucker. You know what I mean? It's like it's like certain guys they miss and his shot is so nice looking. Yeah, you can live with that. I can live with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like Jay you, Reddick, yeah. good look. Yeah, exactly. Like you look around like, okay, 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 okay. okay. I'm sorry. That was all right. But when he misses, it's like this. God damn. It's like the throw with a clipboard, like, God damn it. <laughs> like, not because it's the, the, the it's just ah. It's not the it's not the prettiest shot, but it goes in. Al Horford is the definition of function over fashion. It is not the prettiest, but he's gonna get the job done. But man, when he misses, yeah, sometimes <laughs> when it's in the paint and it's a little floater, you're five uh, feet from the basket. He... Yeah, it's like, yeah, don't make me old, yeah. you know, <laughs> go backhand on him. I almost went forehand. Get him the old backhand. Hey, uh, there, there's there's one thing though, one more thing I should say that I think you could take out of these exhibition games. And these eight games are still plenty of time for these two to kind of keep playing. Yeah. Furkan Korkmaz, I thought, was horrendous. Horrendous in that third game. While Matisse Thibault's out there slashing, dunking, making plays happen, is there a way that Furkan Korkmaz actually played himself out of the lineup? He was getting waxed. By uh, uh, Berea, I think the yeah. guy's sixty-two years old. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say it was, it was that was bad business. That's what kills him. He's really, I think, to be efficient on this team. And the wild part is, what is he? What is he? Only twenty-three, twenty-four? Yeah, twenty-three. I think. Jesus Christ! Like he's young. He doesn't look it, but he is young as hell. I think the thing that it's really gonna take for him stick on this team is he's gonna have to be a lights out shooter he's gonna be a guy don't leave him he's gonna be the guy that when the ball gets to his hand after it's kicked out from a ben simmons or at the joe on beads kind of stuck in like a double team he doesn't know where he wants to go he throws over the top and he kicks it to him he's gonna have to be that guy that when that ball gets in his hand people start running back on defense because they know this shit's going up in it you know what i mean he's gonna have to be that guy because the in between from him his defense is so god damn bad you can't take like i need to trade off you know what i mean if your defense is going to be that bad if you're going to be an orange cone when you're on this end of the floor you better be a damn sniper on the other side man well this is the thing you'll have six games of bad basketball and then he'll give you that one game where he drops 32 and you can't not notice when he drops yeah. to 32 because there are times where it's wow okay Furkan, that was a good game and a game changer but i will say this i i'll take the I'll take six games of a solid 10, 12 with a good plus minus and only two blown uh, defensive assignments than six games of horseshit defense. You only got six or nine points for that 32 at the end of it. For me, it's like I'm taking slow and steady any day as opposed to that because it's like, all right, yeah, you had that one good game. 
six bad ones. You know what I mean? That don't equal out the 36 point. God damn, man, you're killing us. I don't remember the Titans, you're killing us, PD. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I agree completely. I just wondered, I know this might sound silly, but if you put Matisse Thibault out there, is there almost too much defense to the point where you need someone like Furkan who can give you that one thing that I know Matisse Thibault can give you spacing, but it's not like Furkan spacing. Yeah, no, 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 no. And I think that's why he's still playing. Now, Matisse Thibault started knocking that shit down at the clip he was. Yeah, sayonara. I'm sorry. It's just, it's called it what it is. You don't, because he's so great on defense. He really is almost a one-way player right now, his career. I think that'll change over time. I think he'll get better. But for right now, listen, man, we You're talking somebody. Matisse, correct? Or are Matisse, you talking Furkan? Okay. No, no, I'm talking Matisse being so lethal on defense. He, You could see it. You started to see it in the second game. Before guys throw that ball to his man, it's like a moment of hesitation. You'll see the ball swing from one wing to the top of the key. And before that guy at the top of the key reverses it, if he's out there on that wing, it's like, ah, I don't know about that. The kid armed go-go gadget. All of a sudden, it's there. he seemed like he was five feet away. And all of a sudden, it's a steal. You know what I mean? It's a beautiful thing, no doubt. It's yeah. funny, if you go back to my reaction on draft night, I believe the name of the title, the, the title of the video was Elton Brand, you get a D plus, all caps, oh. all exclamation points. I've watched I this one. Hate it. I've watched this one. You were going in. Another guy that plays. You pretty much said you was like, he drafted, pretty much drafted another guy that we already have. We don't need an all defensive lineup. Right, right. And and look, I, I thought the philosophy at the time, if we go back in time, hindsight, always easy to criticize people. And that's fair. That's fair. I think that's what, you know, opinionated sports talk is all about. It's all fun it's and for. games. No one's 100%. I'm cool with it. I'm wrong sometimes. It is what it is. I just think at the time, we needed spacing so bad. And we had so many opportunities to land and to take shots on people who can actually shoot the ball at a high clip where, you know, if you draft, say, three guys with your three picks and they can all shoot, one of those guys would most likely stick. And, like, that was kind of the philosophy of, hey, go get yeah. some shooters and let's get someone who can actually work. They went with Matisse Thibel. And, look, I got to give them credit. They, they fa This kid, if you redrafted that entire draft class, Matisse Thibel is all the way up at the top. I'm not saying yeah. number one, but it's yeah. not nowhere near 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a steal. Yeah, was, and that's why I have faith in Elton Brand. He does do a good job drafting. He's seen he's seen enough basketball to know, all right, this isn't going to, you know what I mean? This might not be the best move tonight, but let it play out. Let it play out. You know what I mean? I let it, just 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 give it a little time. Let it play out. And I honestly think if Matisse starts shooting at a certain clip, it's like, he's a slasher and that might be what it is to me. I don't think we really need, I think between Josh Richardson and, uh, and Ben Simmons, you don't really need a whole lot more slashing. But what I really see is Matisse just being, uh, a better defensive version of uh, of Tobias, quite frankly, a guy who maybe not as smooth as an offensive game because Tobias, like I said, like he really has that. That's why I think he's better at the three, to be honest. I think if I had to compare it to anybody offensively, that Joe Johnson kind of chillness. I so Joe. Yeah, like Ooh. I trust, like I trust Tobias with that type of. You know what I mean? He gonna give you a. He, he out there in the three, you got to respect it. If he get past you, he might pull up. Not as smooth. Every, all of them are kind of leveled down from the last one. But as far as him emulating somebody as a guy that you can trust with a pull-up jumper, you can trust with an open three, and you know he's, he can put the ball on the floor and not panic. And that's really, like I said, keep it simple. That's really all you need on the offensive end of the floor is a, at that position. I think he's going to be great. No, I, I agree. I do think Matisse is going to be – Something really solid down the road. I mean, if you were, I'm not comparing him to Kawhi Leonard by any means, but Kawhi yeah. came into the league as just a defensive specialist, and then he he earned you his can teach status. Offense. 
You could teach offense. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, no doubt. And then yeah. here's a, a a crazy high ceiling for Matisse Thibel, which I don't think is a is a reality, but it would be a, it would be beautiful. But with his defense, and maybe with the ability of him knocking down shots from three. Is Clay Thompson an obnoxious reach? <laughs> uh, not that high of a clip. Not that high of a clip. But I, I mean, defensively, I can see him growing into a play. Clay don't get his flowers on defense, man. Clay He's don't get amazing, his flowers on defense. Dude. He he is a he is a top three two way player in his league. Like when you really watch his, and I'm not just talking about him on the ball. I'm talking about like his awareness where he is for his teammates if he has to be in the help. And that's what I see from Matisse. It's not it's not that bullshit defense where everybody thinks a guy's a good defender because he gets in the pass lane every now and then. <clears throat> Robert Covington, continue. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm going to call it what it is. I'm saying, like, overall, like, he just understands the defensive scheme of basketball on another level. Yeah, his defense is so underrated, it's ridiculous. Yeah. We'll end on this conversation, though. So we have eight games to play. Eight yeah. games to play. How confident are you in these eight games? They play Pacers, Spurs, Wizards, Magic, Portland, Suns, Raptors, Rockets. If you had to spitball some W's and L's, like we're going football schedule, here we go, Eagles, first week, win, loss, win, 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 win. You know how it goes here in Philly. Uh, what's, what's your record after these eight games? I might be that crazy because in my eyes, looking at this, You're looking at those eight shit. games, don't tell me seven and one. Look, yes, I don't. It's it's it. I don't listen, 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 listen. I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening because at the end of the day, it's the Sixers. So realistically, I see six and two. I see six and two, but the Raptors don't have Kawhi. I'm not saying that they're unbeatable. I'm not, I'm not saying that they were. You know unbeatable with them i'm not saying that you know they they can't they can't win a game without but the raptors don't have Kawhi, and that bad blood is there to me they should be just salivating at the point to show the raptors what this new sixers look like so off of that i'm giving them that game but i, I got, see them fumbling another one yeah i, I got you? uh let's see here i'm gonna actually oh 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 five and three four and four what? Yeah, look, they lose to the Magic every time they play. Every time. Okay. Every single okay. time they play. They're going to but okay. So they're going to lose, they're going to go win loss, win loss, win win, loss loss for all the people going W's and L's on us. So that's a loss to the Raptors, Rockets, Spurs and Magic. I don't see them losing to the Spurs. Four I don't four. see them losing to the Spurs. The Magic, I get it. I, I get it. I get it. It's something there. Certain ma certain matchups just don't do well. You know what I mean? Like I think that's what the playoffs is about. You might have a better team, but if they don't match up well with them, Miami Heat against Dirk Nowitzki and company, call it what it is. You know what I mean? Like certain matchups are just not good mixes. But four and four, that's harsh. Bro. Yeah, it's a little harsh. I wanted that's to go harsh. five and three, but I don't... I was, I was expecting five and it, three. It's just the way I'm feeling right now. I, I'm not very optimistic. I saw Ben Simmons take the shot, not take the shot for two games. He's probably not going to take it against the Pacers. You're telling me he's going to start taking them now, but wouldn't uh -huh. take them in games that don't matter. I, I mean, it's just saying. ridiculous to think that. I hope I'm... I ho I would love to be wrong. There's nothing better than me coming down here and going, yeah. hey, guys, I was wrong about when Ben Simmons was going to start taking threes. I mean, are yeah. you kidding me? I'd be pumped to do that. <laughs> it's a good problem to have. That's yeah. a good problem. I think, I'm going to just say this. I think they're going to – it's going to set the tone. I think they're about to smother the damn Pacers. I think they're well, going to come up against – Well, Sabonis is injured. 
I don't give a shit. Well, that's I, good. <laughs> I mean, that's for yeah, yeah, yeah. like, hey, yeah, yeah, stopping no, 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 him. No. Not that he yeah, could. You know, but. Facts, facts, facts. But I'm saying I think it's they're gonna go out there because yeah, you know, that's what I'm saying. I don't give a shit because like John B just kind of cancels that out. I think it's gonna be on some straight up. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna do to them what they did to the Grizzlies that first day. Damn, you know I what I mean? Right. I hope you're right, D-Ray. I hope you are right. All right, well, the next time we talk about Sixers basketball will probably be later today in a text message. But the last time, the next time we talk on the Process Podcast, we will have a basketball game to break down. No exhibition. We're talking regular season basketball, and that is exciting. So thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next time.